At every wedding, there is a reality that we all have to face. How did we get here? And the beauty of that, the reality of at any point in anyone's life, including Anna and Isaac, but also their parents and their friends, we wouldn't necessarily be here if not for providence, if not for the decisions that we make. At every major occurrence in our life, we have to stop and give thanks to Almighty God that He has led us here through all of the options that were in front of us. He led us here. And in particular, as we celebrate this wedding today, I cannot help but think not only all of the crazy things that had to go right for us to be here today in terms of just general odds, but the reality of the yeses, the let it be done to me according to your word, that were said by so many people. The yes to new life in Jesus Christ. Tomorrow as a church we celebrate the solemnity of Mary the mother of God. We reflect upon her fiat and how God became incarnate through her free yes to the Lord. And it's a reminder to us, those of us who follow Jesus, that every time we say yes to the Lord, it is a moment of renewal and new life, not only in ourselves, but in the church. Not only that, but we recognize the importance of the small yeses that we make day after day after day that prepare us for that moment where we have to make the choice to follow God unreservedly. The little things that Mary did in the silence and in the quiet of her own home that prepared her for the appearance of the angel Gabriel. And how many people have done that similarly in their lives that have led us here today? I cannot help but think about that. As the pastor of St. Paul Catholic Center in Bloomington, when I went there 10 years ago as a student brother and our campus ministry consisted of six students, six. To be able to stand here today with two students whose lives were changed and who chose to follow Jesus with all of their hearts, all of their minds, all of their souls, because of the countless yeses that have been given on that campus, that have been given by their friends, by their family, by their parents. And so we rejoice in that. We ask God for the grace in our own life to say yes to doing His will, because we do not know what new life will come about. About 10 years ago, when Father Simon was still leading the campus ministry there, and he was the only priest working in campus ministry at the time, there was a decision that was made by people unknown to Anna and Isaac to start the Hoosier Awakening Retreat at St. Paul Catholic Center. And because of that, those people who are unknown, again, I don't even know who they are, because of that, that led to a series of events that led to Anna and Isaac eventually going on the retreat, saying yes to leading the retreat and being paired together. Although if I had had my way, they wouldn't have been paired together. I didn't think they were quite fit for each other, but here we are. God has mysterious ways indeed, doesn't he? But all of that is a prelude to the day. And it's a reminder to us that every time we step off in faith, into the great mystery of God, into the great difficulty of God, 
It is the precursor to that great yes, but also the fuel for all the subsequent yeses. And this morning in my prayer and in my reflections, I couldn't help but think of Pope Emeritus, Pope Benedict XVI, who passed away earlier this morning in Rome, and his first homily as Pope, and how he spoke with the heart of a shepherd to the church, reflecting upon Pope St. John Paul II, but also his own Petrine ministry. He said this, The Pope was especially speaking to everyone, especially the young. Are we not all perhaps afraid in some way? If we let Christ enter fully into our lives, if we open ourselves totally to him, are we not afraid that he might take something away from us? Are we not perhaps afraid to give up something significant, something unique, something that makes life so beautiful? Do we not then risk ending up diminished and deprived of our freedom? And once again, the Pope St. John Paul II said, not if we let Christ into our lives. Not if we let Christ into our lives. We lose nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing of what makes life free, beautiful, and great. No. Only in this friendship are the, doors of, are the doors of life opened wide. Only in this friendship is the great potential of human existence truly revealed. Only in this friendship do we experience beauty and liberation. And so today, with great strength and great conviction on the basis of long personal experience of life, I say to you, dear young people, do not be afraid of Christ. He takes nothing away, and he gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him, we receive a hundredfold in return. Yes, open, open wide the doors to Christ, and you will find true life. And as he stood on the very dawn of his time as Holy Father, not knowing what was before, he opened wide his heart to Christ. And today, Anna and Isaac, you stand on the threshold of your new life in Christ, of a life where you are opening wide the doors not only to each other, but to God-willing new life, made fruitful in your love. And it's a particular moment of grace, as we heard in that beautiful introduction, but there's also a moment of anxiety, of fear, of uncertainty as you step into the mystery of new life, of that fiat, of that I do. But it's in that gift of self, in that willingness to say, not only do I say I do to you today, but I do to you every moment for the rest of my life. I do. I will serve. Let it be done to me, Lord, according to your will. And there is a grandeur and a majesty and a beauty to that. And today, the Lord blesses you with the sacrament of marriage but also gives you what you will need for that journey, the graces that only come from Christ and His Church, the graces that pour forth from the Eucharist, the graces that pour into your hearts and renew you to forgive each other by asking for perfect forgiveness from God our Father. And here we stand today as a community of your friends, of your family, your brothers and sisters in Christ to offer you our own prayers our own love and support so that you might continue to open wide the doors of your hearts to Christ. So that you might, as Mary did, not only give birth to the Word and to receive the Word in your heart, but to give birth to the Word in the world. Because that I do in marriage, 
that fiat to the Lord is always nourishing and fruitful. But it requires that steadfast commitment on your part to say, I do again and again and again. I do forgive you for the same sin that you've committed for the millionth time. I do love you, even though right now it would be easier to do anything else. I do wish to get up and take care of the child to let you sleep because I love you. I do again and again and again. In the way that God's ceaseless and boundless love is poured into our hearts, today you enter into that mystery of marriage, which is an image of the living God, of that continuous love, and it's pouring forth into each other and in a creative and productive way into the world. But as we begin that life with you, and as you begin it in a particular way with each other, I want to meditate with you a little bit on the readings from Scripture that you chose for today. I want to thank you, first of all, for choosing Ephesians 5. I love Ephesians 5. It's a difficult reading, but as a Dominican, I love the truth. I want to conform my life to the truth, and I want to help other people conform their lives to the truth. So thank you for this opportunity to share with us. Because it's easy, right? When we encounter God, it's easy to stay back and say, I can't give you, Lord, everything that you want or everything that you're asking of me. Or even in relationship, we do the same thing. But God doesn't call us to a simple love. He calls us to a perfect love. He calls us to his love, and he gives us the grace to live that out. But as we see in that beautiful reading from the letter to the Ephesians, that there's a power dynamic in marriage. But we don't read the scriptures independently of each other. How is power exercised through Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God? We hear in the letter to the Philippians, though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God, something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. That the power you enjoy in your relationship to each other comes not from your nature, but is a gift that comes to you in merits to the sacrifice that you offer for one another. God himself diminishes his, himself. The infinite God, as we celebrate in Christmas, becomes finite so that we might become infinite with him. And that is only done through sacrifice, through the gift of self, unrelentingly, perfectly, constantly, and oftentimes against our human capacity, we think. Because we know in the garden, Jesus said, take this cup, Lord, that there's a challenge, there's a difficulty of facing that, of recognizing that I'm being asked of all. But when we step into that mystery of sacrificing our love, we then can have the power that comes from God, a power that unites, a power that frees, a power that opens hearts and doors to the great mystery that comes only from Jesus Christ. And we see this in the first reading from the uh, book of Genesis, that in order for Adam to have the person whom he truly loves, he has to sacrifice. And he has to sacrifice from the place that protects the most vulnerable organs. He offers his rib, not his pinky finger, not his big toe or something that we can do without, but something that protects the most vital part of his life. And as a result then when he sees in Eve both something that is like him but totally is opposite, he cannot help but think, I wish to continue to offer my life for that. And Eve in return who comes out of the rib is then made in a way to then protect the heart that sacrificed for her. 
And obviously in marriage, everyone is given different gifts, male and female, but that beautiful image of the man willing to risk and open and be vulnerable into his heart and for the woman to come into his life to protect, to nourish, and to, to protect his heart and keep him strong. What a beautiful witness that we get in the very creation narrative of what you are stepping into today, of how that power is exercised. Not through what we can take, but through what you can give to one another, selflessly, sacrificially, continually. And then we see in that beautiful reading from the Gospel of John, the desire that Jesus has for not only us as his disciples to have unity, but for all people to have unity with him. It's a reminder that the unity you have and that you will experience in a few moments for the rest of your lives in the sacrament of matrimony is a unity that is about bringing other people to Jesus Christ. And yes, there's a professional element to that as focused missionaries, but at some point that'll probably end. But your vocation to give yourself to each other, to be united, to unite yourselves to Christ and His Church through the sacraments and the practice of your faith and the nourishing of your spiritual life will manifest itself in leading other souls into that unity in the church, in your home, and in your friendship and family. God abundantly blesses, we will hear in a few moments, the union that you will form. Before I end, I want to end on a personal note that this is, for me, one of the most amazing gifts to be able to celebrate a marriage of one of the students, or two students in this case, who have gone through our ministry, but to also reflect and to marvel upon what has led us here. For those of you who don't know, Anna and Isaac are very different people, and they came to IU in very different, or at least to St. Paul's in very different ways. Anna actually came on an official visit with her mom before she came to college. She was checking us out. Now, if you don't, you, if those of you are out there, normally when you go to the Newman Center with your parents, your parents drag you there. Anna dragged her mom to St. Paul's. And then this is, in my seven years at St. Paul's, this has never happened before or since. On the very first day of classes at the 5.30 Mass, Anna was in the front row of Mass that day. That's never happened before. No other freshman has sat in the very front row of church on the first day of classes on campus. All right? So that's Anna. Isaac was a little slower in the uptake. <laughs> didn't, didn't know who he was for a while. But then Isaac started to show up, and I started to see him at more and more events, and I started to hear through our missionaries and through other people the quiet strength and resolve that he had. And the beauty of it to be able to stand here and to rejoice with both of you, to see how although you had different paths that led you here and to each other, that that was possible through the outpouring of the graces of the Holy Spirit and the evangelization that happens on our campus. As a spiritual father, there's nothing more beautiful for me to see than to, for people to give their lives fully to the Lord and to live out their vocations with love for each other and for Christ. And so it is a special blessing to be with you today, to celebrate with you, and to recognize that all of those difficult conversations that Father Simon Felix and I had 10 years ago, where we sat in his office almost every day and scratched our heads and say, how do we evangelize a campus with 60,000 students or whatever, 50,000 students? We have no idea what to do. To then see it grow to where we brought the missionaries and to see how they changed your lives and to see how our, all of those things working together and to see where it could go. 
all of the junk, all of the difficulty, all of the hardship that I've endured, that the other priests have endured, is worth it because of your yes. And this is the power that you share today, is that everything is worth it for the yes you give to each other. Because that yes, we simply just don't know what God will do with it. Because God is a loving Father. God uses what little we can give and makes it powerful, fruitful, and changes the world. Thank you, God bless you, and be assured of the prayers of not only myself, but our Dominican community and all of those at St. Paul's.